0: Guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful on the J podcast. What's what up? Is dads? going on?
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: it has been a couple weeks. Uh, it has you know, been. Schedules haven't really kind of aligned. You know, things just kind of been busy. Just yeah, we just haven't really kind of got around to doing a podcast.
1: Wow, well, so. I mean, yeah, that and I mean sickness. Sickness, yeah. <laughs> I came down with something bad, Joe yeah. came down with it the next week after, and it was like, holy crap. Yeah, it, I mean, it was just uh,
0: everybody getting sick. Yeah, it And that, that, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, um, you know, I, I would play the song queued up if I would have been prepared for that, but uh, who knows, maybe at some point, but... Uh, Anyways, before we we kind of get to, uh, we're going to do a technology talk today. Yes, um,
1: good old tech talk.
0: Now, I, I guess you can make the argument, you know, that this is something you know that's kind of stems from technology because I mean, uh, this is the kind of way that things like this get out now on uh, smartphones and vines and YouTube videos and whatnot. Uh, I will say one of the. One of the funnier, more ridiculous things I've seen on the internet in a little while. And, uh, you know, we have been playing, you know, the Odd Clipper, uh, so on these the shows now. So I think we'll uh, we'll play this one uh, in case any of you have been exposed to this yet. But uh, um, we'll just listen to it and we'll, we'll uh, dissect it after. Sure. All right. So here we go, guys. Of course,
1: there is one way to get out of paying your child support. Because
0: I was Ill- uneligible to pay. I was in the hospital. I died in a car accident.
1: What did he just say?
0: <laughs> I died in a car accident.
1: You died in a
0: car Yes. Explain that. Um, no further questions.
1: It doesn't take Perry Mason to figure out John McCroy is still very much alive, which probably explains why we were able to track him down at the courthouse. According to this criminal complaint against you, you haven't paid child support in five years. Right. Correct. And when we asked where he got all this money, he said he made it selling mixtapes flashing
0: wads of camera. So yeah, there we go. Uh yeah, one of the more like just ridiculously absurd things I have seen on the internet and I've seen some weird stuff.
1: And what's funny about that is that um this is something that I saw maybe a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh but Big Joe had actually never seen it. And I no. kinda we were talking stuff like that last night and then that yep. just came up. I'm like, holy crap, I gotta show this to Joe, <laughs> see if he's ever seen it. And uh, sure enough, he had never seen it. So, yeah, now it's uh, coming back to life again.
0: Yeah, gone viral a little bit, uh, you know. um, Definitely, uh, the way that uh, things like that, uh, you know, popular things, you know, whether it be through YouTube or Facebook or Instagram and this kind of stuff, you know, these are, seems to be nowadays, you know, where these little kind of little trends that, you know, mind you usually last... uh, pretty short amount of time yes uh, you know, that's kind of the way that things go now
1: it's you know, the not, new little 15 minutes of fame
0: exactly you know it's not showing up on tv or, or movies or any of that kind of stuff for radio um to a certain extent uh yep it's through these kind of viral videos
1: that's that's right i mean that's exactly how mm-hmm. most people are actually getting to be uh you know the internet famous or become famous now mm-hmm. right so i mean it's it, it's a big thing it's it really is a big thing and like you alluded to right like you've got the facebook and you've got yeah. uh instagram you've got twitter you've got now snapchat mm-hmm. you know all these different avenues and venues for people to be able to get out there and uh get themselves maybe a little famous
0: yeah whether it be this uh, wonderful human being whether it be that uh, uh catch me outside girl will there be uh that uh, Toronto Maple Leaf family started calling him Dirt guy, guy, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, uh, that, that guy is a, a supposedly already actually a millionaire. So, you know, uh, you know, things like that, uh, you know, interesting, you uh, know,
1: regular kind of people getting out there. But um, wait, wait a second. Are yeah. are, are you saying Dirt Guy is was a millionaire now, or has now that? become a millionaire he's, because of that? Now, now become. So I got a challenge for everybody that's listening to this podcast. He's done
0: like radio interviews.
1: Same as that like catch me outside girl. She's worth already like over a million dollars, supposedly. So my challenge for everybody that's listening to this podcast mm-hmm. make Big Joe and Carl Carafel. Hashtag the hell out of those names. Hashtag the hell out of J&K Podcast. Yeah, hashtag us. Hashtag, not hashtag us. us. And make us internet famous so that I can have a million dollars. If I get a million dollars, I will share that million dollars with everybody that has helped make me famous. There you go. There's your challenge, people. That's a pretty good incentive there, I would say. I think so. Mm. Everybody that helps to make me famous, I'll give them a (laughs) hundred bucks.
0: You know, and the, you know, kind of speaking of uh, little things that become famous or kind of catching on those trends, you're, you're actually holding uh, something in particular that uh, I know you want to talk about. Yeah, I just put and, it down, uh, actually. <laughs> it's uh, something that's uh, become quite uh, popular, uh, you know, not just amongst younger people or older people or, in our case, middle-aged people. Uh, just something that's kind of taken off and uh, become very profitable for um, some people who are actually uh, selling these things.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, before... Um... I don't know. Before, like, like, it's 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 hard to hard to kind of explain this thing. It's, it take take a skateboard, mm-hmm. and you've got like the wheels on a skateboard, mm-hmm. right? And th- the trucks, the skateboard, the bearings, everything like that. Well, somebody decided to take this, and bring it down to a smaller format, and make this thing called, like the fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. And all it is is this one has like a triangular shape to it. Um, with some divots inside of it so that it's like rounded on each uh, Corner of the triangle. Yeah, and in the center has an area where you can hold your your finger and your thumb And then with another one of your fingers just spin the thing and there's really like I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it here for you so that you can kind of hear a little bit There's really not a lot of noise that comes from oh. it, but here just So yeah kind of turning it a little bit there to kind of get a little bit more of the uh the sound but they're very quiet so i mean for for kids in in school schools are really loving this yep um i i have a friend of mine and uh, i told him that i would shamelessly plug (laughs) him for this of course um his name is mario uh down in the station mall Mm -hmm. in saint marie he owns a shop called zuzu mario Yes, that's that's a whole other discussion. Um, so Mario has been selling these for about, I'd say, a month, months time, and I'm not going to delve into any type of uh, monetary numbers or anything like that. Um, I know some of the numbers told to me in confidence, so we're not going to mention any of that. No, we don't need to. But I mean, this thing is is amazing. He's selling them down there at fifteen dollars. $15 for one of these things. Yep. He's checking every single one of them that come in. And to give you an idea of how popular this little thing has become in the last three weeks to a month, he's gone through, I'd say, over a thousand wow. of these he's yep. sold in his store. I'm not going to give exact numbers because nobody needs to know exact numbers. But know that it's over a thousand of these within a month that he has sold mm-hmm. in that store. Yep. So, I mean, kudos to Mario for, for bringing these things in and, um, you know, make, making something good for, for not just himself, but for, for other people.
0: Yeah, I, I'd almost kind of compare it to, say, you know, maybe a generation before us or like when we were maybe really, really young, you know, the yo-yo or, uh, you know, like Pogs or that kind of stuff. It really is this kind of generation's next kind of little kind of
1: little thing. Oh, that's, that's
0: what I would uh, liken it or compare it to.
1: No, definitely. I mean, I, I would compare it to the yo-yo. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- with these things, I mean, uh, my youngest, he has one of these. Mm-hmm. And he has actually been, like, trying to learn little tricks and stuff with it. Yep. So he'll hold it over top of his bed and he'll, like, try to pass it, mm-hmm. like, toss it over to his other hand and try to catch it and yep. stuff like that. And I mean, there's lots of people that are... Uh, you know, you can YouTube people that have these spinners and that are just going nuts with them and doing all these amazing different tricks with them and, you know, just, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. An amazing little product.
0: And maybe for those who aren't too familiar, maybe even once we're done this, uh, you know, when, when maybe we get a chance to maybe we can just post like a short a little video on the YouTube or on the Facebook page to give people a little idea maybe who aren't aware of that. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll just, we'll um, record, yeah, like we'll, a we'll do things. a
1: little uh, YouTube video. We'll put that on YouTube. We'll yeah. put that on Facebook, and we'll put it onto our website as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so yeah, something that's become very popular, and um, you know, we'll see how if it's something that you know that kind of lasts a little while, and uh, you know, and uh, kind of see how that uh, kind of goes. Yeah, definitely. And if it's you know something that really takes off, you know, maybe we'll uh, we'll definitely mention it again. Oh yeah. Now you know something else that's kind of taking off, and uh, you know. More specifically, like really into the technology stuff, is a new uh, mobile device, a new cellular phone from the good people at Samsung. Uh, Just released, uh, uh, going in a totally different uh, direction uh, this time around with, uh, you know, not only, uh, you know, getting rid of, you know, physical buttons on the front of the phone, but uh, doing two separate versions a la Apple and the Google Pixel with the uh, Galaxy S8. And you actually got to have your hands on this actually a little bit before it actually went on sale. Yes, and uh, how was it to kind of use next? Like, you got a little bit of a kind of an advanced little preview of that, so I did get a little bit of a preview yeah. for what working you,
1: working in the cell phone industry. What um, did you think of it? Well, before I tell you what I think of it, um, you didn't finish your sentence there. But we have to tell people that like um, like Google Pixel and like the iPhone, the Galaxy S eight mm-hmm. and the Galaxy S eight plus. plus. Exactly. So there are two different versions of the phone. They're both exactly the same thing, but they are um, one's a little bit bigger than the other. Um, so the majority of them coming from a provider, whether it be the provider that I work for or whoever, um, they're all normally going to be a single SIM card slot that's available for them. Uh, but these ones do have availability for external cards as well so it does have a little bit uh, of room for a micro SD card to go into it mm-hmm. so a couple of the big things that uh, have changed and are new with this is first off the iris scanning mm. so the iris scanning really is almost kind of futuristic James Bondish kind of thing you can set it so that it can scan your eyes and unlock your phone Yep. Now, there have been some issues okay. where people have been able to take somebody else's phone, mm. hold it up to a, a picture, picture yeah. of that person, and unlock the phone. So, it's it's in, you know, first stages. This mm-hmm. is the, the first time that they're really kind of making this a huge thing in, in their phones. So, I, it definitely, it's something that's going to have to be worked on. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows, you know, maybe when the 9 or the 10 comes out, they may have perfected the whole thing, and we won't have those issues. So, hopefully, hopefully anyways, because this seems like a really good idea.
0: It, and one really cool thing that I've seen, you know, kind of researching for this and planning ahead of time When out. You know, I, I like to keep track of uh, new gadgets, because, like, phones and tablets and that kind of stuff I... <clears throat> I won't say I'm a fanboy yet, uh, but you know it, it's something that I'm just really interested. in. I like uh, technology stuff, uh, especially small, you know, kind of portable stuff. And one really mm-hmm. neat thing that they did with this, you know, even because like you said, you know, there are the two versions. There's the regular S8, and there's the S8 Plus. But now uh, what, what they did, you know, very clever. And you know, this company, not the only one doing this, by the way, uh, LG has done the same thing with their new phone, the uh, the G 6 uh, is they've gone with a uh, different aspect ratio for the screen. Most phones have a 16 by nine. Yes. Aspect ratio. And what they've done now is they've actually extended that, the height of it. It's 18 by 9. Yeah, maybe elongated the phone. And what this uh, results in is uh, actually making the phone a little bit skinnier, you know, for people with a smaller hand. So it's interesting. It's almost making the phone smaller yet bigger at the same time. Yes. Making it very, very um, you know, more friendly to hold in your hand and to use one-handed but yet still making the screen bigger at the same time, very interesting way to go with that. And and I've you know that, uh, I've seen some people holding it. You know it's very comfortable to hold. You know it it looks small, but yet like I said, and I'm repeating myself here. But yet bigger at the same time, just very very
1: intelligent design. It was, um, you know, it, it, it makes it so nice because it's it's easier to hold. hundred percent, it. it's easier to hold. Now something that the S eight uh, with this new design has. Over the LG G Six, which is uh, again the, one of the newest ones that have come out, the the newest LG, mm-hmm. uh, is that the Samsungs are offering what is called one handed mode. Mm. Now, what's interesting about one handed mode is that you have to go into the settings and you actually have to have to set it up. Not okay. not not so much set it up, but you have to check it to make sure that one handed mode is turned on. Mm-hmm. So, if you're holding the phone in your right hand, you can use your thumb to go from the bottom right-hand corner and swipe into the center of the phone. Mm -hmm. Now, what that does is it brings down into that bottom right-hand corner a smaller screen, which is fully functional as as if it was the full phone. So if you're having trouble being able to reach up to the top to click on an app or something like that, you can always just swipe the screen, bring it down to the small mode, which or the one-handed mode, which then allows you to tap that app, and then you can tap into the outside of that box, which then brings it back to full yep. screen. So it's it's very interesting, and it it works on the right-hand side, yep. or on the left-hand side if you're left-handed. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, interesting, you know, they're definitely, uh, you know, pushing, you know, with integrating into the software, this idea of, uh, you know, the one being able to use it one-handed. Now, going along with that, you know, one of my, uh, you know, really my only kind of gripe with it, because I've actually held and used it myself, is the fingerprint scanner, which is... Oh, been, yes. A bit of a controversy with this phone. Now, so with them going with that approach, with that, um, you know, being able to use it uh, one-handed comfortably, uh, they've done a really odd thing with their fingerprint scanner and it's almost felt like it uh, was kind of like a bit of an afterthought mm-hmm. you know like getting close to designing and releasing this phone and going oh crap we forgot to put a fingerprint thing where are we gonna put it yeah let's put it right near the top on this extra long phone right next to the camera yeah. So now you, you've, you've taken, you know, this you're, 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 you made your phone skinnier to make it easier one-handed. You've integrated that right into your software, and then you go and put your fingerprint scanner that is, even out of the reach for somebody with, uh, you know, like myself with maybe a little bit of a bigger hand, it's out of reach. It is. Which yeah. is, you know, when I use, um, which uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about too, because uh, I've actually bought a uh, new phone uh, since we've done a last uh, Tech Talk. I have the G5. And with that one, I mean, that... The LG G5. The LG G5. Um, that fingerprint uh, scanner in the back is in the perfect spot just where your hand naturally rests. Yeah. So, you know, going from that to holding on to, to that, very bizarre. Yeah. But, um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, an awesome piece of technology just with that kind of like a little, just a little minor kind of weird thing
1: yeah and I, honestly, I think that that's really about the no i'm sorry there's there's two things wow. i mean first that one the the fingerprint scanner, which is in a very bad placement yep um but the the only other thing that I really have is a gripe with this phone is that the back of the phone mm-hmm. which has an awesome color to it there's a couple of different colors that are available there's like a like a blackish gray color and mm-hmm. there's like a blue color, but it's glass, yes. So I've I've done some research and watched some different uh, uh, videos of like drop tests with this phone. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get the Samsung Galaxy S8 or the Galaxy S8 Plus, please, for the love of God, a case. put a case on it. <laughs> because this phone does not stand up very well when being dropped.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and not a new feature uh, for them, let alone uh, cell phones in general. I mean, they did that with the S6. Yeah. Uh, the, the iPhone, uh, kind of notorious uh, with that, with the uh, or early iPhone 4s. Yes. Which actually, I'm uh, still looking back on that phone. Uh, I still really enjoyed that phone, whether you're an Apple person or not. Uh, I Like, if you find one and you put it in your hand, like it feels like you're holding like a little toy, like a little yeah, kid's phone. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, it, there were... There's some things in that phone that kind of still hold up to this day, like, uh, you know, the, that dual glass design, which some companies are just kind of starting to do now. Um, you know, that's uh, the size of that phone was done specifically, so it was very easy to use with one hand, which it was. Yeah. And, you know, I think the coolest feature of that original iPhone 4 was they actually built... Uh, the antenna right into the outside kind of structure of their phone. They're always at, at the antenna, but that's what actually, you know, gave the phone its strength. Yes. You know, integrating all that kind of stuff together, really, really uh, smart design there from the, those guys at Apple, you know. And, you know, kind of going along with that now, uh, this summer or maybe earlier, late fall, iPhone, uh, Apple going to release their new iPhone, which is yes. going to be the iPhone 8, um, if they kind of follow the... You know, if they, they followed the trend, yeah. Trend they've gone. You know, going with fingerprint scanners, the big rumor that I'm hearing with that in the front of the phone is that it's going to be there's going to be no edges or bezels, as, you know, people who are knowledgeable about phones. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, if you pick up, you know, anybody listening, if you pick up a, a cell phone that you have right now, you'll see, you know, that it's not just all screen. You know, there's some spaces there. You know, part of the, uh, the sides and the, the top and the bottom of the phone. Um, supposedly them going without any of that just Total screen on the entire front of the phone. So and the, and they're going to actually, uh, uh, when it comes to fingerprint scanning, they're not going to have like an actual button or sensor. It's going to be built right into the display. Really, supposedly with this new iPhone. So
1: there's going to be, uh, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little tech talk here. Ooh. There's going to be no forehead and no chin. None at so all. No top, no bottom, open piece at all. That the whole is the thing's going to be screen.
0: I did some little digging wow. around last night. To, uh, kind of uh, staying, at, <laughs> I wasn't able to actually sleep all the well. time, so I was like, oh, you know what, I'll go and kind of do some research for uh, uh, today's episode, and uh, actually I uh, was able to find somebody who was able to sneak out a little, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the kind of the main body of the phone of the, what they're actually building right now, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, looking at it, and uh, people have kind of uh, analyzed it, but um, yeah, looking like there's, it's just, the, the entire phone is going to be just entirely displayed, there's no edges on it whatsoever,
1: now, I, I I don't know if, if I like that idea because if if somebody were to drop the phone for whatever reason, see, that's the I thing. mean, like, the, the forehead and the chin of the phone are kind of like a little buffer for that screen and yeah. for, like, the digitizer and, and, you know, all these other pieces and parts yeah. that are inside there. Yeah. So, I don't know. That'd be interesting to see if they were to do maybe, like, a, a metal mm. uh, casing or a metal uh, surround piece to maybe work as a buffer. See, and that's the thing too,
0: and you know, and going along with this, you know, just recently, uh, you know, scrolling through the Facebooks like I like to do once in a while, uh, a friend of mine uh, down in Brantford, Terry, who uh, owns the Personal Computer Museum, Sid Bolton uh, posted a thing about uh, cell phones and how they've kind of changed to this uh, thing, you know, clunky and not very very intelligent, you know, something that just the odd person have has. Sorry, uh, to now. Uh, these cell phones, something that almost everybody has, and is that you know that one kind of device that we all carry with us all the time. It's our connection to the internet, to each other, you know, and you know, so it really is susceptible to being
1: dropped and damaged. Yes.
0: So this idea of going with an entire glass front display, they they better make that glass strong.
1: Yeah. I, either I mean both the glass needs to be strong, and they had need to have around the edges something mm-hmm. to to create some sort of buffer for the internal components exactly. because that's going to that's gonna cause a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when it comes to that, uh,
0: you know, um, hopefully, uh, you know, they come up with something cool. Uh, Apple, usually some, some neat designs there, uh, as of recently, maybe not so much, you know, some kind of
1: strange stuff there, but we'll see what they come up with. Uh, Always, you know, at the very least, interesting with the products that they come out with. True. Now, the biggest question that I've got, uh, because you've seen a little bit of the the apparent new iPhone mm-hmm. um, headphone jack,
0: that's a good question. I don't know if they're going to bring that back. Um, they, they're so far the only manufacturer that's chosen to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm I'm not sure about one thing that I have seen as a possibility is uh, them going away from their own kind of proprietary, I mean, that's you know, their own kind of technology when it comes to a connector. You know, they used to have that, that 30-pin connector. Yeah. Now they have their, um, what they call the lightning connector. Yeah. Supposedly, uh, from the, the opening that I saw in there, uh, them going possibly the USB Type C. 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 Yes. Exactly, right? So, I think, person I think... Um, Excellent idea because that just makes it more universal to use you know, when it comes to accessories, when it comes to cables, charging, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. You know, I think would be a very, very smart move. Something that Apple is not really known for doing. No. You know, they tend to uh, to come up with stuff, and sometimes the their stuff does become the standard. You know, like USB, like uh, CD-ROMs, and that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of that stuff they kind of pioneered, and you know, became kind of the standard. Now, on the flip side, you know, hopefully they'll adopt this new standard because the phone that I have uses the USB uh, Type-C, and it works great. Yep, USB you know, Type-C is the I way that things are going now. Put it in whatever way I want. It, it enables uh, fast charging, which yep. works great, by the way. In about 15 minutes, I can have almost like an 80% charge on this phone, yeah. charging from completely dead. That's no, true. So, yeah, some uh, you know it's, it's actually a cool time to be a fan of technology right now. You know, coming up in late uh, summer and early fall, there's gonna be some new stuff coming out, so you know we'll definitely be uh, talking more about that. So. Oh yeah! Now, kind of moving away from the Apple stuff, back to the Android stuff. Um, just recently, in the the actually the month of March, a very interesting thing happened in the world of technology that uh, I never actually anticipated. This is huge, right? Because you know, for the longest longest time, now this isn't just with. Uh, You know, one kind of device just specifically like this is combining mobile devices, computers, yeah, and and everything that uses a uh, computerized operating system. Okay, now for the longest time, up until just March of this year, Windows, the most popular operating system, yes, uh, has been overtaken by Android. Okay, really now. So the, the numbers that we have in front of us this is as of March so this is uh you know uh, a little over a month
1: um, well almost a month uh, old now. Well, um, we d- I, we do have to mention though that this this um, uh, graph that we're that we're seeing in front of us is actually starting in March two thousand twelve exactly and going to March two thousand seventeen. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's just a one month thing. This is a progression exactly. from yes. over several years. Right. And uh, so, yeah. Right now, um, when it comes to operating
0: systems, on you know, like I said, not limiting to just computers and whatnot, uh, Windows at thirty seven point nine one percent of devices use the Windows operating system. Yes. Okay, that includes computers, phones, which is the phone's probably a pretty small. I don't, I don't do. I don't know anybody that has a Windows phone, but that's. I see some customers and still do. But, you know, that in itself kind of almost kind of explains us a little bit. And now you have Android uh, surpassing Windows at 37.93. So 37.93 of devices out there that use a operating system uses Android.
1: Yes. So. Th- and the way the trend looks, yeah. it's, it's, it's only going to climb. Because I mean, that's.
0: We look, we're actually looking at the actually the graph in front us right now and you see uh, you know the two main ones that we're talking about uh, Android in a light green color and Windows in a blue color and you see Android starting low and then working its way up and then Windows <laughs> starting uh, up high close to 90% and then just whoosh. Cooling <laughs> all the way down, right? Yeah, so, and I mean, it, really looks, th- like,
1: it looks like it, it, it kind of started in about 2014 mm-hmm. um, and has just culminated from there now up to it's, 2017. That's where the, the real transition started, you know, kind of, you know, uh, early
0: 2014 and, uh, you know, has resulted, like I said, in Android becoming the world's most popular operating system. Wow. By point zero two percent, <laughs> it might be a little bit higher now. Uh, <laughs> it month, could be. Month has gone by. Uh, as far as I know, it hasn't swung back in the other direction. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, as of March of this year, Android the world's most popular operating system. That's crazy. It's very impressive, uh, considering uh, you know where that started and where it's you know been for a while and, you mm-hmm. know, and into now. You know, so yeah, very cool. Uh, definitely, in my opinion, uh, pretty big news in the uh, technology uh, industry, and I'm sure the people at Google are uh, very happy that uh, almost forty percent of the world's population is using the oh. Android operating system. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, and, and it's uh, something that um, you know I was—I would say I was against for a long time. But you know, I was a big Apple kind of person. But uh, now, after using the Android uh, operating system for a few years now, uh, it's tough to go back to yes. some of the other stuff. You know, not so much going to it to a computer because you don't really you don't have that choice to use Android. Uh, on a computer, uh, you know, except when it comes to you know using Chrome as your browser, you get a little kind of peek at it. But uh, yep. um, or unless somebody has a like a, a Chromebook, a Chromebook, even that you know is uh, it's not Android; it's a Chrome OS, which yeah. is kind of a combination of the two. If you've ever used a Chromebook, it's it's uh, it's neat, but limited. to It is a Chromebook is more for a person that likes to kind of consume content. For people like us who uh, create content. That' so much no <laughs> so you know so yeah so yeah really interesting thing to you know to see uh, where that kind of goes to uh something you know that's uh worth uh, you know not ignoring as well you know uh, iOS and uh, os 10 which are uh uh, Apple's, uh, you know, iOS, the the mobile operating system, and OS 10, the uh, computer operating system, you know, holding very kind of steady at uh, you know between zero and ten yeah. percent, which is actually kind of a surprising number because, um, especially with OS 10, I know that you know a lot of uh, you know photographers and video editors uh, use uh, Final Cut Pro, which is actually a, an Apple piece of software that yeah. you can only use on a Mac, so. So some interesting numbers there, but uh, you know, uh, Android and Windows uh, going toe to toe. Definitely. Yeah, so some pretty cool. Stuff be
1: interesting too. race to see who uh, who kind of you know over the next year, even let's say, mm-hmm. you know how those numbers change. I think it'll be very interesting because I mean even Windows, right? We're talking Windows, Microsoft, right? I mean they're almost due for maybe something new coming out who knows if they come out with something pretty revolutionary that might take that number and bring windows back up again.
0: Now, when it comes to that, you know, if it comes to like phones and tablets and that kind of stuff, they're in that space a little bit. Um, you know, the surface, and that kind of stuff, you know, that stuff really in the high price range.
1: Yeah. Way too high,
0: you know? And, and so, you know, it, the market for that product is, is very limited, you know, but, uh, you know, when, when it comes to that kind of thing, I just I don't know if they really necessarily need to go there because Microsoft, you know, yeah, they do dabble into the other markets like the, you know, mobile devices, uh, gaming consoles, which, uh, you know, I own one of, one of theirs, but their primary focus will always be the enterprise and the business. Customer. Yes. They dominate that market. Oh, yeah, they do. Okay? So, oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the consumer market is almost kind of like an afterthought when it comes to Microsoft. You know, um, you know, that hasn't always been that case. You know, before it was kind of almost like a 50-50 kind of a split there, but now it's kind of shifted in, in the other direction. You know, their main focus is their their enterprise and their business customers. Yeah. You know, they could lose the, the whole customer-consumer side of it and still do fine.
1: Oh, they would still, yeah, they, they would not go under at all. Right. No. So, you know, some... Can argue, you know, that uh, you know so that's
0: caused some of these devices to suffer. I know a lot of people have criticized the Xbox One. You know, speaking more specifically about that, but uh, you know, I I use it and you know I really enjoy doing uh, using it. Uh, some people have said that it's not really like a gaming focused kind of a thing. That there's too many other things incorporated in there. I, I personally, you know, really don't see that issue. You know, they they, they do things very smart. The Xbox uh, Live Gold, you get like two to three free games per month. Yeah. You know, you get to all that kind of stuff. You know, they have all, you know, the main games that you want. You know, obviously with the exception of the Sony games which you're just not going to be able to get on there but uh, it works
1: really great as a home console and it's in a much smaller package now too which is it very is. cool. But, I mean, I can kind of understand where people are coming from that because now with that, you've got all this different integration of different apps that you can get. Ooh. and Whether it be Crave TV, whether it be Netflix, uh, all these different apps that are out there, plus the, the, the option and now availability to record and stream live and all of this stuff, right? It's seeming as though you know th- this console itself is becoming more of almost like a home computer system that allows you to play games on it. Because I think back to days of, like, the, the uh, NES or the 64 or, you know, the Sega Genesis, you know, stuff like that. We're, we're looking, those were game consoles. Whereas this has become more of, like, almost like a computer that allows you to play games.
0: And interesting that you mentioned to that I'm going to get to something that you just hinted at there. I think you can probably already see where I'm going. But going, uh, you know, back to this... Uh, you know that you know, kind of originally designed to be your kind of, you know, your home entertainment uh, hub there, and you know I can definitely see you know th- th- that idea there. Yeah. Now, you mentioned the, the Super uh, Nintendo. Yes. Uh, interesting happening recently. Uh, I wasn't even going to mention this, but uh, but now that you've uh, hinted it at there, we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about it.
1: That's the, how uh, I keep you in line. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, this kind of stuff, you know, it, it's you know why I. I I kind of usually have, like, a brief outline of stuff that we get to, but sometimes we don't even get to it because the conversation goes in whatever direction. The uh, N- Nintendo Classic, which Ooh, was... Oh, uh, I want one. <laughs> well, we will get to that in a second here. Um, they really Essentially what this is, think of it, the, the original Nintendo. They, uh, they shrunk it down, made all, all the connections, everything, USB... You know, uh, put some modern internals in it, uh, preload it with, I believe, about 30 different games. Yep. Uh, Very, very successful, very, very high in demand. Nintendo choosing to do something very, very strange when it comes to um, being a company that puts out a consumer product. Tell me, what did they do? (laughs) They have decided to discontinue one of the most uh, highly demanded uh, things right now. Very, very confusing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't understand. I mean, you know, I mean, this is something that you typically would see when it comes to, um, you know, your uh, supply overrunning your demand. Not the opposite around when, when your demand is overcoming your your supply. It, yes. The, the opposite is going on here. And then there it's like a total flip-flop thing there where, you know, it's something that, you know,
1: everybody's clamoring for. And then they went. Ah, we're we're done. We're done. Yeah. And whatever is out there for them now is is out there. They have a like uh, a stock that so is that be. is there that they're sending those out. They are not producing it. They're not manufacturing anymore. It anymore. Yeah. Which uh, kind of ticks me off because yep. I you know I would have bought one had you know in this little city that we're in you know maybe some had become available. Yep. Um, but yeah, like it's and that now you're going to get the people that are going to be selling them on eBay are going to be selling them on Amazon, and they're going to be selling them for th- two to three times the amount that it would have been purchased for. The last time, I, uh, like that, last time I've seen something like that, because well, some of those are
0: getting up in a real high price range, last time i have seen something like that was to do with the PlayStation 4. And what kind of happened there was. Uh, it was uh, the Electronics Entertainment Expo, which is known to most people as E3, where they, you know, kind of showcase new games and new game technology coming out. Uh, I believe this was would have been probably about three or four years ago. Uh, there was going to be a new Silent Hills game that was going to come out, and it was going to be made by the producer of the Metal Gear Solid games, uh, Hideo Kojima. They were going to make a new Silent Hill game, and they kind of just very secretly released a little demo there to the world called PT. Yes. Playable trailer, and this is something that went really viral. People playing this very short demo and really reacting to it, and um, and then you know a few months went by, and they axed that production. They yeah. They axed that game was something that to people who were really really excited for. They they completely got rid of it, and then they actually pulled the demo from the uh, the store. Yes. So then anybody who had that installed on their uh, their system, um, could post it up on eBay or any of these sites like. Uh, kijiji and this kind of stuff and probably could have made a decent profit they were going for really really high amounts because just of that one having that system with that on it made it something that was really sought after by some people oh yeah so that's the last time i saw something like that so and that was pretty interesting uh, some ps4 selling for multiple thousands of dollars <laughs> so for uh, one
1: just <laughs> the demo trailer demo game wow
0: yeah but now, kind of going back to uh, to Nintendo here. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, so them axing that Nintendo Classic, uh, which again, mind-boggling as that is, on the not necessarily on the flip side of that, but kind of going on more with that now. Uh, a rumor coming up for this Christmas, um, which may kind of maybe explain this decision, uh, as puzzling as it is, still uh, of them uh, coming up with something very very similar to that, but with the
1: Super Nintendo.
0: Yes. So basically doing the same thing with the Super Nintendo having some
1: preloaded games on there. Yeah, and you know what? I think that that's that's, that's really cool. Um, I definitely, if I could get my hands on one, I definitely would. Um, but I, I still want to have both.
0: Yeah. Now for me, personally, and you might actually agree with me on that, If if that does come out, fantastic. If it comes out with... One of my favorite video games of all time loaded oh, on yes. it, which is the original WWF Royal Rumble game for Super Nintendo. If if it, if it does come out and that is one of the pre-installed ones or something that you can get on
1: there, I'm sold. I will buy two. I'll, I'll get one just for that. Because when they <laughs> discontinue production of it, then I'll have a second one to be able to sell because it's got that game. That's called SMIRT. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: So we'll see if that uh, ends up uh, panning up, because that could uh, be very interesting as well. I
1: Definitely, I think it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the decision to to axe the, the NES one and then come out with the SNES or the Super Nintendo uh, Entertainment System, I, I think that they should have either, one, held off on the SNES mm-hmm. and continued for a couple more years with the NES, or said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to release the NES, and we're going to continue production on that. Mm-hmm. Come next Christmas, we're going to do the Super Nintendo. We're going to keep production of both of them going. Come the next Christmas, let's now bring out the Nintendo 64 classic, right? And then kind of kind of do three or four of them, I think, uh, after the 64 came the Wii, if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, You know, and then maybe they could kind of do something like that and, you know, incorporate all four of them in a continuous production, but with classic versions. I'd rather see them come up with something that can maybe kind of encompass all of it and
0: have, uh, you know, come up with some completely new kind of design and have it be like a, you know, uh, you could kind of refer to as a virtual console and to be able to play basically, you know, minus the Switch. Uh, you know which i mean it's i was i was just gonna be like uh ah, de- dude switch definitely not downplaying that it's something that's done very well so far um you know due to some you know like uh, mario kart and zelda and all that kind of stuff but uh anyways i'd like to see them come up with something you know however it's designed make it make something that looks cool and have it play everything ranging from the original nintendo up brand to say you know the wii Sure. Right. We be able to just play their entire library of games. Sure. That 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 could be something that would could be pretty compelling.
1: I think would probably sell. Nintendo. I want my profit. I want my yeah. percentage. But, but how do we idea. know? How do we know that this whole thing that they're doing right now with releasing the uh, the NES Classic and then releasing the you know the Super Nintendo Classic? Uh, do this could be exactly what they're doing already they could very well be do, making to production to work up to that point and going, hey, listen, now all these games that you bought on this little console here, mm-hmm. we're going to give you this brand new console and you can play every single one of them on this console.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yep. This could be a publicity thing that they're doing. Absolutely. Yep, we'll
0: see. Now, hopefully it's a, you know they go in a smart direction now with that. Uh, Nintendo, not always known for going that way. This deal with the AES Classic, of course, you know, a good example of that. Yes. So, now, um, I think kind of shifting away from the, the gaming uh, kind of stuff, uh, you know, as interesting as that was to kind of talk about, I want to talk about personal computers. And by Ooh. that, I mean specifically laptop computers and desktop computers. Sure. Okay, now we'll just kind of discuss briefly, or maybe it'll go a little bit longer. We'll see, uh, you know, how the, the the talk goes about it. Do you think the personal computer is something that's dead or basically useless for the specifically for
1: the average person out there? I don't think that it's dead, but I think that it's slowly dying. It's on life support. Uh, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's on life support, um, but it's it's it is slowly slowly making its way out, and I only say that because of. And I'm going to go off into another little section of something that we can even talk about on our next episode. Yep. But, I mean, from my phone and from my tablet, I can pretty much do everything. Mm -hmm. And I can take both of those instruments that I have and put them onto my TV with a product called Chromecast.
0: Chromecast is awesome.
1: Right? So... Essentially, am I going to look at a you know 15.6 to up to a 17.3 inch screen with a you know keyboard on it? Yep. Or am I going to sit back in my couch with my phone or my tablet and be able to type everything on there and still be able to browse the internet, still be able to get onto Facebook, still be able to get onto Instagram and Twitter and all the different social media that most people are really using their computers for now? Yep. My tablet, I can take that and I can do all of my documents on it, and then I can put it up to my television with Chromecast and be able to see everything on whether it's a you know 32 inch screen that you've got all the way up to 75 inch screens I think are out there now, right? So it's it's kind of yeah. I don't know. I still find a, a good personal use for myself, anyways, for my laptop, yep. the website that that we have for J and K Company and J Podcast. I built that using using a company called Wix Mm -hmm. and so easy to do it on using uh, my laptop what I really been able to do as much as I could with the website on my phone I don't think so Mm -hmm. even with my tablets I don't I don't think I could have so there are still some things that I find the laptop is still really good for so Mm Now, kind of going, uh,
0: you know, back on uh, what we you were just talking about the Chromecast and why I think that makes that such a cool and such an elegant uh, solution when it comes to any of that kind of stuff is like what you said. Basically, you know, on your phone you can uh, set so to to uh, to play a YouTube video or anything in your Google Play library. When it, if it comes to video or music, what makes that so cool and such an elegant thing is that you can cue that up and then still be able to do other things on that device at the same time. You're just you're telling the 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 Chromecast, okay, connect to the cloud and grab this content and then play it. Yes. That's what makes that work so well because it's not actually constantly pulling it from the vi- the device that you were they were just on. That's what makes that work so well. And it makes it it's so nice and easy to use. Yeah, and That's I mean I don't the most important thing there.
1: I, I I don't want to make anybody feel as though they're stupid or anything like that, but I'm just going to kind of dumb down what you said a little bit here. Mm -hmm. Um, Essentially what you can do is I, or or what I could do is I could take my phone and I could start playing something from YouTube or I can start uh, something from my Google, Google account that I've got, whether it be a video that I bought or a movie or something. And I could, I could essentially just turn my phone off, not off, but I could turn my phone like to, um, Mm -hmm. um, what do you call that? Sleep mode. I could just, you know and and take it all off of my screen, get rid of it all. I can be doing other things with my phone, but it's still playing because essentially it just this little device yep. grabbed it, pulled it all in, and said, "Okay, I've got all this now, so you're good. you can go, and I'm just gonna play this you You could even disconnect from the same network that that's connected to, you.
0: yeah, and it will continue to play that because it's not pulling from that device. it's pulling from the internet from the the cloud, so to speak.
1: yeah, if Joe were to connect to my modem here. Mm-hmm. uh to my wi-fi he can start something on my tv with the chromecast he can disconnect from my modem leave the house and it's fine he, he could go down to the east end of the city yep. with the device that he used to start playing this and it doesn't matter it's yep. going to continue to play
0: yep now you know this uh, has a um, an interesting application. Uh, you know, I know we're kind of getting away from the original topic, but this is kind of a good conversation <laughs> here. You know, that that the, the Chromecast uh, has some uh, really uh, potential, really interesting, cool gaming applications. Now uh, they haven't quite, you know, tapped into that full potential there. I, I feel no, they uh, haven't. The yeah, the games are still very, very short, but the potential there for for that kind of uh, you know localized kind of multiplayer uh, kind of deal of having people over and everybody using their own. Device, no matter what it is, because Chromecast, you can connect to it. No, you know, even if you have an ILS device, yeah. Um, you know, the potential there for some really cool stuff is extremely high, right? And even you know, a little bit more so now, you know, with the higher resolution content out there. You know, they haven't, uh, you know, just kind of rested on their laurels, so to speak. Now they have the Chromecast Ultra, yes, which uh, you know is able to even stream uh, uh, ultra high definition four K content. 4K. Yeah. But also now, uh, you know. You know whether if you choose to do so can can actually connect physically with an Ethernet cable from that from the the Chromecast to your to your modem, which gives you a really really fast uh, connection. And I've uh, that's the way I prefer to connect to the internet with uh, my devices. You know, minus the phone, which I obviously can't do. Yeah. But uh, you know, and and as good as uh, Wi-Fi has gotten over the years, um, nothing will ever beat having a solid physical connection via a wire. To the Internet That's true, unless some new technology comes out, you know that can uh, kind of go along with that. which uh, segueing into something that that I actually want uh, you to talk about because you've actually experimented with a, a new piece of technology recently, and that is the new Bluetooth Yes. Uh, Bluetooth 5.0. Yeah, You've actually had a chance to use this. Oh, yeah. How freaking cool is
1: that? Well, we're going to kind of get back a little bit to um, cell phones because this is where I experienced it. Um, it. We're looking on the Galaxy S8 now. They have uh, Bluetooth 5.0, mm-hmm. which allows you, at this point right now, two connections. So we tested it out because I work in the cell phone industry. Um, we got to know our stuff. So Mm -hmm. we kind of tested this out, and we were able to connect my Bluetooth headphones up to the Galaxy S8. Plus, we were able to connect a Bluetooth speaker up to the Galaxy S8. Mm -hmm. Both of them were running at the same time, both of them playing the exact same content from the Galaxy S8. So it's it's really an interesting piece of technology. Mm -hmm. Now, there are little... You know, I wouldn't say glitches with it, but you can tell that the audio from the headphones going and then to the speaker, that they were slightly out, Okay. right? So, I mean, it's I don't think it's really going to matter, though, because if you're wearing headphones, you know, I think where it might come into play is if you've got, let's say, a speaker in your uh, living room and then a speaker in your kitchen, Mm -hmm. and you're going to use both of them at the same time. It might cause a little bit of a, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not really going to be anything that's noticeable, especially if you're going to walk from one area to the other. So, but I mean, just amazing how now we can now connect up for right now two Mm -hmm. different Bluetooth devices to one piece and be able to have it seamlessly going through both. It's it honestly it blows my mind because this is something I've never experienced before.
0: No, some really interesting, uh, you know, especially audio applications there. Now, some little minor glitches. I mean, that is always always typical of like a brand brand new technology. The very first version of it coming out is never perfect. I don't care how good of a company you are, it is never one hundred percent. So yeah. you know, give them uh, you know maybe a year or two. And uh, you know it'll uh, it will improve. I mean, uh, you know Bluetooth Bluetooth has always been something that's really really reliable. You know, like uh, game controllers and stuff use that mm-hmm. now. Uh, even uh, Microsoft with theirs is, uh, has switched to to that way. It's connecting. a Bluetooth connection. Yeah, they used to use a, a Qualcomm connection, which was actually uh, based off of what um, uh, cordless phones used to use yep. to the connect kind of an to an old Motorola technology to, to their uh, to their, their base station. It was really unreliable. It would drop off a lot. A lot of three sixty. Um, console gamers can uh, attest to that. So yes, <coughs> but yeah, I
1: mean, kind of, kind of, just to give people a, a little bit of an idea with that. Um, I have both the uh, 360 and the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, with my 360, which is up in up in a bedroom, um, if I go outside of the bedroom, mm-hmm. it loses its connection. If I now with my Xbox One, I can go outside. And the, the the controller still works, it'll still play, it'll still do everything, which is phenomenal, because, it, you know, if I want to sit out on my front deck, I got my big picture window there with my TV and my Xbox One, and I can just sit outside and still play Xbox while I'm sitting outside on the front deck, right? Yeah. I believe
0: now I'll, I'll confirm it uh, the next time we do it, uh, a tech talk and compare it to the, the new uh, Bluetooth 5.0. I believe uh, standard Bluetooth, like the one that you know most devices are using now, I believe the the range is between twenty to twenty five feet. Usually for, for yes. traditional Bluetooth. Now with Bluetooth 5.0, I know it's exceeded that. I'll I'll find out the actual numbers and we'll do a kind of comparison again.
1: Uh, you know, next time we do a technology talk. So. I can't tell you it's more. Oh, definitely. Um, I, how much more, I don't know, <laughs> because we kind of tested things out a little bit, and right. I took a little bit of a walk down uh, the, uh, the the mall, yep. um, and I was able to get really from my kiosk past, um, and for those who were in the Sioux, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. past one of the jewelry stores, and further, right, and almost to the little coffee shop that's there, uh, before things really... We, we had a little bit of a glitch because something uh something had happened with our demo unit that we have. in it yep. went to its demo mode, so it cut everything off. Hmm. So I, we weren't able to really test how much further it would go. But I can tell you, for those that know uh, where I work, um, from the kiosk that I'm at to the coffee shop uh, just up the way a little bit, hmm. it was still working. Well,
0: yeah, that's quite a distance there. Now, to kind of wrap things up here, we have about uh, five minutes left here before we uh, kind of close this out. To go back uh, to what you know, the, the topic was originally about, you know, the, the traditional personal computer, whether it be a laptop or a desktop computer. In my personal opinion, I don't, I don't think it's completely dead yet. Now... For the average kind of consumer out there, somebody who just likes to consume content, like, I mean, like, you know, watch it and, you know, play games, uh, just kind of casually or whatnot, uh, you know, a, t- a tablet or a smartphone really is the way to go for the average person. Yes. Just because it is a lot more portable. You know, laptops, uh, you know, have kind of shifted back and forth. They, they, were, they used to be really, really big, and then they went really, really slim, and now they're getting big again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and desktop computers have more or less kind of stayed the same. Apple's done some kind of interesting, yet weird things with their, their professional desktop computer. But it really, in my personal opinion, it's not dead yet, but it's getting there for the yeah. average person. Now, switching away from that, from people who who like to, you know, make and create content, um, a, a computer is still the better way to go. Oh, 100%. Just because, you know, tablets and smartphones just aren't there yet when it comes to, you know, um, software to create content. It just hasn't reached that level yet. Now, that could change in the next few years or so or longer. But as it stands right now, you know, for the average consumer, a personal computer really isn't too practical anymore. For, you know, content creators,
1: it's the, essentially the opposite. It is. and I mean, for, we, now, for, for now. For now, right? And I mean, we, we use Podbean. When it comes to putting out our podcasts, um, Podbean has actually kind of started a little bit. You can actually record your podcast using the Podbean app on your phone or your tablet. Yes. Now the only problem with that is that, and we do everything. We really don't. Um, we don't cut anything. We don't really uh, fix anything. We we put everything out raw for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it would go through the Podbean app on a phone. Is it's all going raw, so you really have no option at this point to be able to um, cut anything out or um, add really anything else into it, anything like that. So, uh, but they're starting. I mean, yeah. and and I think it's it's good that we decided to kind of go with Podbean to uh, to bring our broadcasts out to you guys because they're they're really starting to. To embrace that newer stuff that's coming, um, and hopefully, like cool. we hit the ground, you know, running with these guys. So it could be
0: something useful if we need to do something kind of on the fly, and all we have is a portable device, you know. And even in just in the recent update, interesting, you mentioned that again. you almost kind of read my mind, you know. They actually just did an update to their app, uh, and uh, you know, when it comes to recording, uh, you know, right from your mobile device. Uh, if you want to do a podcast on the fly, you can actually now through there actually set some background music. While you're oh, too, which is interesting as well. So they're so they're building that up. Uh, I don't know if other uh, uh, places are uh, kind of following suit with that. I imagine you know they will. I don't know if Pobby's you know the one that's kind of pioneering that or not, but uh, I can kind of look into that, in yeah. a future uh, discussion there. But uh, yeah, very interesting, and uh, you know something like that, you know, kind of going in that direction to what we were just talking about, right? So definitely, you know, we'll definitely you know, for, like I said for you now, will not replace having you know. The microphones that we have, the uh, the computer, you know, the multiple displays, the mixer. Right now, that
1: on the mobile device can't replace that. Right now, it's no, just, it, it can't. No, it's not it, yet. No, not yet. But you know what? I, I tell you guys, okay? Um, I know that in August, um, I'm going to be uh going away with the family, and I'm going to be taking a trip down to Disney. Mm. Uh, we're going down to Disney World. Yep. So, I will get um because right now I'm gonna get. Log in stuff for Podbean for um, this broadcast that we do. Yep. And maybe I will actually try it out using the um, using my mobile device mm-hmm. uh, while down there, while I'm actually out uh, roaming around the parks. That'd be cool. Maybe I'll do something like that and actually put just a quick little 15-minute or something broadcast out to everybody mm-hmm. uh, over Podbean using my device, using their app. Yes. So yeah, something for you guys to look forward to. You know what? I definitely will. I will do that. Um and then yeah, that way you guys can, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit of time away. It's going to be at the end of August that this mm-hmm. happens, but still, I'll I'll kind of revert you guys back to, you know, this uh podcast for you guys to kind of go back and listen to this one, but yeah, definitely. I I think that's that's something that I'm going to do. So, for sure. Okay, uh, it is just about uh,
0: time to wrap things up here. Before we do, I'll give you an opportunity uh, to give a uh, kind of a full, uh, complete shout-out to to, uh, so to the store that sells the spinner that we were
1: talking about. I'll let you kind of, uh, you can do a full-on plug for, uh, for them if you wish. Oh, definitely, yeah. Thank you very much for that. So, yeah, guys, um, if you want to go check out a really cool little store down in the Station Mall, um, you're going to be going uh, down to like the Walmart end of Station Mall. And it's a place called Zuzu. Now they carry everything from these new spinners. Um, the fidget cubes themselves. Uh, a whole bunch of different uh, NHL stuff or NFL stuff. Um, different types of t-shirts, hats, clothing. Uh, like the, the guy's got a little bit of just about everything you can think of in this place. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure you go and check out. Zuzu down in the station mall go talk to Mario and ask Mario to show you the rattlesnake eggs. That's all I'm going to say about that. Make sure you ask Mario to show you the rattlesnake eggs. Cool. Awesome.
0: Alright, so that about wraps it up for this week. Now before we do go, we will of course, um, excuse me, (coughs) I'm uh, still uh, um, my my lungs are still kind of in rough shape. I actually uh, had a bit of a health issue a while ago, kind of recovering, and I've been, what, over a week without having a cigarette, so yes. it's, it's been a little challenging a little recently, so if you hear the odd kind of coughing, you know, that really is kind of the reason why, but uh, anyways, we will end off here, as we usually do with some music here, um, this time I think we'll uh, do a little bit of Canadian independent uh, uh, music here uh, this uh, yeah, of course like I said uh, from Canada uh, has some uh, pretty good music hasn't done much lately but uh, you know once in a while does put out some uh, really good music and uh, you know this song, song no exception here so we'll end up uh, th- this episode here with a little Matt Maze and El Torpedo with the Tall Trees and we will see you guys next time ciao